and then as governor of a Roman province. He left behind ten books of letters, nine are to friends and colleagues, the tenth to the Emperor Trajan. To Calpurnia, his wife. You will not believe what a longing for you possesses me. The chief cause of this is my love, and then we have not grown used to be apart. So it comes to pass that I lie awake a great part of the night thinking of you, and that by day, when the hours return at which I was wont to visit you, my feet take me, as it is so truly said, to your chamber, but not finding you there I return, sick and sad at heart, like an excluded lover. The only time that is free from these torments is when I am being worn out at the bar and in the suits of my friends. Judge you what must be my life, when I find my repose in toil, my solace in wretchedness and anxiety. Farewell. Henry the Eighth, fourteen ninety one to fifteen forty seven. Henry the Eighth first encountered Anne Boleyn in fifteen twenty six, when he was married to his first wife, Catherine of Aragon. The Roman Catholic Church did not allow divorce and so Henry, obsessed with Anne, who refused to become his mistress, moved heaven and earth to persuade the Pope to grant him an annulment. The Pope refused, which led to Henry's break with Rome and the establishment of the Church of England, with Henry as its supreme head. Henry did not have problems with self-esteem. See the kind gift to Anne he mentions in the letter. The couple were finally married after seven years of turmoil in January 1533, and Anne gave birth to her daughter Elizabeth, who became Elizabeth I, that September. In May 1536, Queen Anne was arrested and charged with adultery with several men, including her own brother, George Viscount Rochford. She was found guilty and beheaded at the Tower of London. On the same day, her marriage to Henry was declared null and void. Eleven days later, Henry married Jane Seymour, the only one of the lucky six wives to bear him a son, who survived him, Edward VI. To Anne Boleyn My mistress and my friend, my heart and I surrender themselves into your hands, and we supplicate to be commended to your good graces, and that by absence your affections may not be diminished to us, for that would be to augment our pain, which would be a great pity since absence gives enough, and more than I ever thought could be felt. This brings to my mind a fact in astronomy, which is that the further the poles are from the sun, notwithstanding, the more scorching is the heat. Thus is it with our love. Absence has placed distance between us, nevertheless fervour increases, at least on my part. I hope the same from you, assuring you that in my case the anguish of absence is so great that it would be intolerable were it not for the firm hope I have of your indissoluble affection towards me. In order to remind you of it, and because I cannot in person be in your presence, I send you the thing which comes nearest that is possible, that is to say, my picture, and the whole device which you already know of, set in bracelets, wishing myself in their place when it pleases you. This is from the hand of your servant and friend, H.R.
William Congreve, 1670-1729 William Congreve was a celebrated dramatist, best known for his play The Way of the World. Arabella Hunt was a musician at court and a favourite of Queen Mary. Arabella was married in 1680 to one James Howard. She filed for an annulment six months later on the not unreasonable grounds that James was actually a cross-dressing widow called Amy Poulter. Unsurprisingly, Arabella never married again. Mrs. was at this time an honorary form of address for a woman out of her teens. Congreve also remained unmarried, but had long-standing love affairs with Anna Bracegirdle, an actress for whom he wrote a number of parts, and Henrietta, Duchess of Marlborough, with whom he had a daughter in 1723.